0: Yeah, so we were just discussing um, a family friend of ours, uh, of mine, uh, Jared Bridegan, who was murdered a year ago after dropping his kids off, at uh, two of his kids off, at his ex-wife's house. Uh, The police at the time, even a year ago, said this looked like a targeted murder. This wasn't just some random act of violence. And, you you know, certainly there was frustration because no arrests had been made until yesterday. And we played some audio, if you're just joining us, of the police in Jacksonville Beach, Florida, saying... This is the person we've arrested. And I don't think we, I think we have the piece of audio, but basically they said, they said yesterday at the press conference, this person they have arrested did not act alone.
1: Which is so interesting because you would, uh, is it very often that they release uh, the arrest and then they actively tell everybody, hey, we're still looking for more?
0: I don't know. And yeah. maybe we can, and we do have the brother Adam Bradigan on the phone, but they have arrested somebody and saying he did not act alone. Mm-hmm. And we found out the person that was arrested at the time of the murder, was renting a home from uh, Jared Bridegan's ex-wife uh, and her husband, her yes. new husband. So
1: some way or another, they are Very connected. Odd. Yeah. Very but odd. We do have Adam on the phone. Good morning, Adam. Good
2: morning. Good morning. Great morning. to be with you guys.
1: Well, thanks for joining us. And I do want to say, I, I think it goes without saying, but we are all with you in our hearts and prayers. And what a terrible tragedy you, you all have suffered. It's awful.
2: Thank you so much for that. And I can tell you it was such a surreal moment yesterday at that press conference. I mean, never in a million years would I ever, you know, wake up thinking that that this story, um, you know, living, it's like living a Dateline episode and and suddenly it's your life. It's just, it's it's sickening. It's surreal and it's just disturbing.
0: Now, Adam, when you found out a year ago, that your brother by, you know, who's just a great guy was murdered. I mean, what, what, I mean, how does someone even process that?
2: Jared, like I, I'm still processing it, right? Like the last conversation that I had with my brother, it, so you, you, Jared, I know you know this, but you're, you're, you know, the, the audience doesn't know this, but my brother really did not like sports and I'm like obsessed with sports. It's, you know, like, so, the last call that I had with him was during the Super Bowl. He called me with two minutes left in the Super Bowl, the fourth quarter. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Right? <laughs> like, like, why, I'm busy. Like, yeah, like, why are you calling me during the Super Bowl? He's like, you know I ain't watching the Super Bowl. Like, i got something <laughs> to talk to you about. And I had no, like, I look back on that call, and I had no idea that would be the last conversation that I'd have with my brother. Right? And right. I reflect back on that, and it just breaks my heart because – I know what an amazing father that he was and how much he sacrificed for his children and it just breaks my heart that i will never be able to have those conversations with him and that his children are going to grow up never have the the opportunity to be with him during you know school dances marriage all all of those things that you want your father there for and so it, it it's just to, to, be honest, it's just such a surreal moment to be, to be living here. We're extremely grateful for all the work that's being done by, you know, the law enforcement and, and the media that's really helped spread the message because I really hope that others don't have to endure this, right? Like you look at what happened in Idaho and all the suffering there. And right now One of the things that people don't realize is victims, it's like a lifetime sentence, right? Like Mm -hmm. immediately, as soon as you hear the news, you're like, my life is completely changed and nothing can make it whole. Nothing can bring it back. You just you just live with this new reality.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. We think, you know, and we get, you know, with the news cycle, we hear, like you said, the Idaho murders. We're like, oh, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they they caught somebody like, okay, good, which is good. Um, and they made an arrest in your brother's murder. That's good. But that doesn't take the whole away from the victims that are or from the victim's families and friends that have to live with uh, the tragedy and the senseless murder. Now, and you can answer or not answer, but um, all the reports yesterday were saying that uh, Jared Bridegan's ex-wife and her new husband, although I don't think they're living together anymore, um are suspects and they did say this uh, gentleman that this man this monster I should say that murdered uh, your brother did not act alone What what is the lace on that there the only thing that
2: I can say is, is it's just sickening the, the entire experience of hearing about it hearing that it's it's an ongoing active investigation what what we have expressed to them is we, we will not rest as a family and as law enforcement and everyone involved until every single person who had a hand in this, in the planning, in the covering it up, everything as a family, you really do have to fight for that justice. You have to keep knocking on those doors. And so we are not going to give up. We will keep being vocal about it, and we will just make sure that Every single person you know faces that justice because this this was a heinous crime that was done to our family, and we need to make sure that these people do not have the ability to to harm and hurt other families
1: well okay. and Adam, one of the things um, to go along with what you 're saying, I mean you really are living it and Uh, Your brother Jared's widow is really living it and and you know walking the walk I read that um, She is being a a really big advocate for creating something called the Bexley box Which is Mm -hmm. Bexley is the name of their two-year-old daughter who was in the car when her father was murdered and um, Jared's widow was saying how she wants to create this box for anybody god forbid who finds themselves in the same situation where she hears that her husband has been murdered and that her her child is at the police station she said she didn't even think in the moment like how long i'm going to be there i need to bring a change of clothes i need to bring sippy cups Mm -hmm. i need to bring diapers and so she's creating this bexley box for people who are in the same situation and i just thought man here she is going through the the most difficult moments of her entire life and she's still thinking of other people
0: yeah right it's amazing well
2: i can tell you like so when 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 bexley was was at the playstation like because it's an an ongoing active investigation they don't give you any information you don't know how long you're going to be there you're you're trying to get information so bexley was there for several a, a very long time yeah. without those those necessary supplies and you know teddy bears sippy cups anything like that. most of these police offices and stations do not have a lot of those things and so when when kirsten realized that she was like i'm going to turn this into my mission right i'm going to create a foundation we are going to be active in and aiding and supporting other children that be- find themselves as victims, because it, it really does break your heart to, to know that the children suffer a lot in these circumstances when, when it comes to, um, you know, violent crimes and things like that. And and we really do as a family hope to be able to support these stations across the United States, right? We, we Our goal would be to have one of these box boxes in, in every single police station across the US and and that would bring us a lot of joy because I think Jared would be very proud of the work that we are doing to make sure that he has a legacy um, going forward
0: in my understanding Kirsten who's now the widow of this uh, after this heinous murder of her husband Jared Brightigan, uh she met with Governor DeSantis and I believe Senator Rick Scott last week and they were extremely impressed with this program and, and want to help her with that is that correct
2: yes that is correct that's I, great I, at this yeah I mean at this point any any person any anyone that can help us get vaccine boxes and police stations across the United States, we, we want to work with. We will we will we will do anything and everything. And keep in mind that we are donating these to the police stations. There's there's no cost involved as a foundation. We are creating this nonprofit, and every single penny will be for these boxes. And and that's the goal, right? Is it, it doesn't matter. We we just want to help. Support victims.
0: Well, Adam, I know you've been busy. It's been a whirlwind with this recent um, announcement, update of someone being uh, um, arrested, and they apparently more arrests are on the way, according to Jacksonville uh, Beach Police. They said they did not act alone, and to be, I guess, checking back in with them. You know, they'll be going to make more announcements here, hopefully, in the next thirty days. But uh, thank you for sharing your story with us, and um, we'll we'll put a link to the Bexley boxes for anyone who wants to help with that. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the time.
1: Thank you. All right, Adam. All right. Well, we will uh, continue to keep you updated uh, as things go on and maybe even more arrests are made.